What is up, everybody? We are here live and in stereo. And by recording studio, live from the living room. <laughs> we got a special guest. His name is Dylan here. Uh, Dylan, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, so my name is Dylan Brands. Um, I'm an avid Juice World listener, uh, but I fuck with a lot of different types of music, um, include like rap included and many other genres as well. I fuck with rap pretty heavy or rock pretty heavy. And uh, obviously, you can't not fuck with Morgan Wallen. So right, yeah. <laughs> fucking good right now. <laughs> I heard his concert like a couple nights ago. It was pretty fucking good. Dude, blocks. my whole Snapchat. I was, was gonna say, filled. yeah, I watched it on my fucking Snapchat stories. Yeah, you didn't even have to go to the actual concert. Yeah, just fuck, watch it from your phone. <laughs> fuck a seven hundred dollar ticket, bro. Yeah, yeah imagine that shit. <laughs> I would not want to pay that. Yeah, damn. Yeah, there's people paying like seven hundred bucks for tickets, and they're like thirty rows back. Yeah, and like, like imagine the fucking nosebleeds, like what the f- yeah, yeah, nose, no, yeah, and those not, things are probably like two hundred dollars still. Oh yeah, you can't even be having fun back there. Like at that point, you're just I can do that in my car. Yeah, you're, you're not <laughs> you're not even at the concert at that point. Fuck no. That's why music festivals are goaded. Yeah. Oh yeah, especially like EDC. Oh fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So I'm I'm from Florida, Orlando specifically, and oh, like fuck. everyone like always goes to those fucking EDCs, man. It's absolutely insane. But I'm think I'm thinking about going to Rolling Loud this year. Oh, you should. I, I fucking, I I fucking want year. to. Last year was pretty uh, solid. With uh, I think it was like Suicide Boys was there. And, oh, um, I'm pretty sure they're there this year, too. Are I, they? The, they? They put the list out a little while ago. I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it, but there's a few. Um, Isn't like Kanye one of the headliners? I, yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's going to be there. And then they, for some reason, they have Mike Dimes as a, like, on one of the side stages. Oh, word. Yeah, so I think it's kind of funny that Kanye's going to be there, like, in, uh, what was it, Ethan, one of his songs, he said he was uh, a fucking oh. bipolarist uh, or something? And yeah, he said being bipolar is his superpower. He's looking more like a supervillain right now. Oh, yeah, 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 it's like, what the hell, man? It's like, bro, what, what's going on that guy's, with you right now? That guy's off his fucking rocker. Yeah, man, I don't like know. Like Pete I'm... Davidson said, take him. Take the meds. <laughs> take, fucking, take the they're meds, great. Man. They work. You need them. I'm, I'm in the medicine game. <laughs> I'm fine. Dude, imagine that, man. I mean, being known as like Kanye West, like one of the most influential artists of all time. He had such a long, great career, and then like out of nowhere, he kind of just went off this fucking well, dra- yeah. like, drastic fucking yeah, how downturn. Many, and like, what the? Fuck? How many people can get away with some of the shit that Kanye gets away with? Yeah, like, have you seen that video on Instagram? Like, he was outside Ken Kardashian's house in, like, a ghillie suit or some shit? Like, what the he, fuck, The dude's bro? literally crazy. Yeah, like, bro, he's, See, like, the, the whole <laughs> Yeah, the whole Taylor Swift thing should have fucking tipped us off. Yeah. That's when we should have known that guy's off his goddamn rocker. But. <laughs> oh, shit, I'm not familiar with that. What was that? Uh, it was, like, the VMA. It was, like, what, fucking... It was one fucking... 2010. Uh, life of, it was Life of Pablo. No, 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 this is when, okay, so I'm pretty sure this is when Beyonce released the video for Single Ladies, um, the music video, and then Taylor Swift ended up winning Female Music Video of the Year, and so Kanye went on stage while Taylor was accepting her award, Yeah. and said, Taylor, he took the mic from her, said, Taylor, I'm going to let you finish in a minute, but this award belongs to Beyonce. What? <laughs> he's fuck. like no. she like she's blah blah blah, she's one of the greatest, whatever. 
and then gives the mic back to her and goes back and sits down. No way. So I can't straight believe... up called her out and was like, Oh yeah, literally I can't believe they let him just walk on the fucking yeah. stage. Taylor is literally just wow. standing on the stage with her award and a mic, you know, giving the bullshit acceptance speech, whatever yeah. you think, blah blah blah. I mean like after that, like and what do you fucking the do? The motherfucker <laughs> just walks his happy ass up there and grabs the wow. mic from her. Yeah. What the fuck? So that line, what like, song like is you that? Think, you um, think security would do something about that shit? Yeah, I mean, well, at fuck. least like the producers. I'm sure of security the wasn't. Itself. I'm sure security wasn't ready to stop a fucking A-list celebrity from <laughs> yeah, raiding right? the stage. <laughs> oh That's probably the last God. thing they thought would happen. But then I, I forget what the fucking what song it is. But the line where he says, "I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex." That's, no way. That's about Taylor Swift and their shit from back then. No. That's that's where that stems from, yeah. yeah. Hold, I was not familiar with that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh that's God. that's a connection there, dude. That's actually kind of funny, man. Like, I think we uh, should yeah. make another uh, like episode just on like the drama behind that. Oh, dude, that we can we can make cool. a whole episode on just fucking Kanye easy, <laughs> dude. Fucking so, let's jump into the uh, Juice World. So I know you're yeah. very uh, you're an, an avid Juice World fan, and uh, I just want to ask you, like, how how do you think uh, Juice World? really impacted your life and where do you think you would be without like him as an artist being able to reach you and be able to impact you in your life yeah so i mean i'm, I'm sure every guy out there can relate to a lot of his songs you know there's oh, for sure. lucid dreams obviously there's not a, a person on earth who can't scream that song and feel something oh yeah of course man but uh my life like it's never been easy i haven't been completely fucking shit on but right uh, so when he talks about his struggles with depression and anxiety, I struggle with those as well. And so I, that hearing somebody that has the platform that he has or had, right. um, it, it makes people like us feel a lot better because, yeah, because the relatability of it's, it yeah, and everything. you know, that this guy has all the money in the world, all the fans in the world and he's still sad and lonely and depressed. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And <clears> so <throat> it's. <throat> Yeah, and then uh, I've also had my struggles with drugs, whether it be, um, you know, pills or uh, I did a lot of psychedelics, that kind of shit. I was really heavy into that kind of stuff, and uh, I'm completely drug-free now. Uh, I don't I don't smoke anymore. I smoked every day for, what, probably four years? Yeah. Oh, wow, was, dude, congrats. That's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. a, I smoked every day. And I don't, I won't sit here and say weed's a bad thing, it's just... Some people's lifestyles, it can fit in and have yeah, its place. Right, right. And I could never develop a healthy relationship with it. And uh, Well, it's great that you're able to go out of your way and actually internally acknowledge that. And yeah. notice where you are in a given situation and scenario and really take the time and thought to be like, all right, where do I need to be and how can I get there? What exactly. Do do? And with Juice World's music, he talks constantly about he didn't, he didn't want to be on pills. He didn't want to yeah, yeah. drink Two pints of lean a day. Yeah, dude, he was I, I pouring think four O's in a um, a twelve ounce can of Sprite, and I don't know if anyone is familiar with uh, four O's. It's four ounces, and what lean is, you can you put like an ounce of lean for a twelve to sixteen ounce uh, like Sprite. Yeah, I was gonna say they and, usually put an ounce in like a regular bottle. Yeah, and this man was sipping four O's in a regular Pepsi can. Yeah, like, that was normal. He was doing it a few times a day, and I honestly I don't condone it. I've never done lean. I only know this because of the uh, research I've done and uh, the 
the podcast or not podcast, but the actual documentary itself. The I documentary watched is it. so good. Oh, dude, I loved it, man. So good. I've watched it like three times. Yeah, I, I've watched it three times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like I just put in like I'm not the person to ever watch anything twice, too. Oh fuck no! But, like if I if I watch a good movie, I'm watching that bitch once, and that's yeah. And good then, movie. Like you got it. Yeah. But like there's this something about the re- relatability of it and the the deeper underlining fabric connection, the root of all evil, and the the fucking the polarity of everything because if you can really sit there and be able to listen to someone's platform like for say a lot of his unreleased music too it's real deep and like his thoughts and like how he was struggling and it's really cool to be able to like listen to it understand it and accept it and put it into and your you, own you perspective really know how much pain are. that motherfucker was going through because all that shit was off the dome oh yeah he, that's what i love he'd man. walk in the studio and he'd say what the fuck was on his head and he could make what was it that one night? Um, who was in the studio with him? I forget. I watched an interview, but uh, somebody was, was in the studio like, with him. Migos or something? Yeah, or my it was it was um, or it might have been when him and Future made the world on drugs. But, oh right, um, yeah. I remember watching an interview and they said like he just walk into the studio and he pump he can pump out like twenty songs a night that were like they could release them. Yeah, like that good. Well, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with his project that was going to be coming up. So his last album that actually came out was, it was like from his point of view, if he was still here, that album wouldn't, would not have come out. He wanted a whole no, different, yeah. a whole different view well, yeah, of was... music and a platform for people to get a deeper underlying connection to. And um, it, it kind of sucks because like the grade A productions, I, I was on Twitter like watching all that shit go down for the longest time and like within... Grade A Productions and um, like the legal agreements and unreleased songs. There was so much conflict and um, I feel like a lot of the a lot of the issues rooted behind it was a lot of people just wanted to make more money off of his music because they knew he was a fucking legend. Oh yeah, like, they were like, oh my god, we have four thousand songs. Oh, they could release two albums a year the rest of our lives if yeah. they really wanted to. Yeah. But I mean, another thing it's is like, too I don't, is I don't like think his label wanted to really come out. release music without like the artist. No, not not to jump off topic, yeah. but what they did with Pop's last album was awful. Yeah, that was I don't I didn't even he, listen he would, to that. He would not have condoned for that. Fuck no, okay. fucking he, two features on damn near every song, like no. barely. Any, yeah. it, it wasn't even, that it wasn't, wasn't even, even a Pop Smoke even, album. Yeah, album exactly. Point. No, yeah, it, that was a fucking that was a, like a group album. That was oh, I was so disappointed because I was I fucked with Pop Smoke heavy like my senior year and the year after, and. Uh, uh, shoot for the stars, aim for the moon. I love, and I can't even tell you the name of the last one just because it. I listened through it once, and I'm like, this isn't this isn't pop. Yeah, like, this isn't. It's not what it used to. No, be it's not no. what he would have made. Yeah, and that's what I kind of feel like happened to a lot of music or artists' music lately. Because um, who who is it we were talking about yesterday? Um, you were describing how. Oh, no. For example, Kanye West. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of his music before was, like, structured off of, uh, like, synchronized beats, like, these certain melodies, along with Trippy Red, and, and now it's just, like, a whole different vibe, and it's, like, losing its old taste. Yeah, its music, music doesn't have the effect that it used to anymore. Oh, like, no. people, people get too caught up in getting clicks and selling albums and they never getting really their awards. They never making a good... Yeah, no, so. they they make a good beat and they put catchy lyrics over it and 
they call it good. Like, it, the song is going to perform because what the hell else are people going to listen to? Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing about um, fucking just <clears throat> labels in itself because they, in all reality, have all control over what you're able oh, to yeah. do, how you do it. And um, I don't know if you guys were familiar, uh, like, with the all the recent drops of music. I've noticed it was a lot of uh, mainstream artists, and they all dropped them, like, within the same time period. So, like, if you really think, uh, like, as to why they all dropped at the same time instead of, like, whenever they really wanted, it's, I mean, a lot of that's contributing to the label and how much control they have over these artists. And, and that's why being an, ind- so being an independent artist in today's age is... Almost impossible. You, yeah, yeah. Like, because... You're, Unless you're Ryan Upchurch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy's a goat. But, like, the amount of power and money that these labels can just throw at artists and put them on a pedestal, and then all of a sudden they're they're there? Yeah. Like, Baby Keem. Who heard of Baby Keem before this last album? Dude, I, I haven't even heard of Baby Keem. Fucking... I, I, he, now, that's all people listen to. Like, he, I, you go to the bar, they, people playing on the jukebox, that's all they fucking play. Oh, shit. I'm really like, familiar with that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check him out here soon. Maybe we can do do like a a feature on the podcast with him next. Hey, I I fuck with his music, but it's like these people just come out of nowhere. And his mm-hmm. at, when you listen when you listen to his songs the first time, you're gonna sit there and be like, "This is fucking awful." But then you you go back through and you listen to it, and like um, "Family Ties" with Kendrick. Oh, word is uh, that's it, his music is super unique. Like it's not a sound that. He almost, he's like almost off beat, but it, like he's off beat in a way that works for him. It's okay. it's super it's super weird to describe. Have you fucked? Have you listened to him at all? Yeah, I. I don't even know how I. I don't even know what genre I throw it under. No. It, Is it more like an emo? Uh, no. Emo rapper. It's a. There's a little bit of trap in there. Yeah. So it's um, more like an emo hip hop rap, upbeat downbeat. It's. Uh, it's it's hard to it's hard to throw any artist under a certain yeah that, that is very true because everyone genre. is pretty unique yeah but that's like the uniqueness of X and um, Trippy and uh, Juice for example and uh, also Lil Peep um, I don't know if you guys are familiar but um, <clears throat> X and Trippy Red actually met in a juvenile detention center in Brevard County in Florida. Really? Yeah, that's, I, I that's didn't know where that. they sparked all their shit from. And that's what was so cool because they were both um, going through hard times. I mean, they were young. They were raised in a like, bad environment, right? So Yeah, set up to fail, really. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, fuck, it's shitty. But um, you're just basically, everyone's set up for failure there because it's all you know. You don't really know a way to get out. Yeah, you're born into it. Yeah. So, and no, nobody ever leaves. Yeah. Like that you you're born into that and everybody's mindset is this is just this is just life. This is this is how it is, yeah. Well that's why I loved about uh, X's music because he was able to make his own unique um, music from his experiences and along with that he was able to like put really dope beats behind his music because I don't know if you knew about X. He was very uh, like knowledgeable on frequencies. Because if you listen mm. to like the eight oh eight um, that there's your, your chakra has an 808 or I don't know. It's the 808 chakra, I believe, but the 808, um, frequency connects to your chakras of your body and it literally influences your spiritual level of thinking, your moods and all these different things. And X was able to figure out certain frequencies. He was able to, um, 
put a format and structure behind a song, and if he wanted to talk about something really deep on a personal scale, he would have a a certain frequency to go along with it that would put you in that position of being able to really go into your thoughts and be being able to understand like how the music is being overlaid and what the yeah like, now, true now that you is. say that that makes a lot of fucking sense because yeah. I mean you put on take a step back or some shit like that you're immediately ready to run through a brick fucking wall yeah, yeah. but then you throw on fuck love or Jocelyn Flores you're or literally gonna be yeah you're, and you're yeah. well you just you get set in that mood and you're like damn I'm I'm like here to realize shit it's almost for example um, don't condone like psychedelics everybody but. <clears throat> um, do as you will. Everyone has willpower. But I don't know if you're familiar when ever t- if you like tripped uh, or when you tripped, you were able to go in like this certain um, hemisphere of realization and really deep underlying thoughts of like yeah why you are where you are. Yep. And you're able to connect with everything around you because your brain is a massive magnet. It has a, a wavelength around it and you connect the all the energy around you because you are the essential piece of the universe essentially and it's crazy because shrooms and all these different things have its own conscious state and it's it's absolutely crazy because uh, i actually watched a video on i believe it was facebook or tiktok where there was this scientist or whatnot he went up through like a mushroom Put these uh like a positive terminal and a negative terminal. Oh yeah, they they they, and they yeah. yeah they vibrate and produce frequency. And then while you if you take uh, shrooms or whatnot, it changes your body's frequency. So whatever frequency you're you are at, it it is all determined off uh, your thoughts. Because if you're able to channel your thoughts in a like a positive way, that's because everything has polarity. If you're able to acknowledge you can look at something in a positive way rather than a negative way, you're going to be able to really understand what you're doing and how you were thinking about things. Yeah, exactly. That is what's really cool because it sucks that shrooms, for example, is so illegal because me personally, I've had so many great experiences off of it. Oh, yeah. I've never, I never, like bad things. Never had a bad experience with any psychedelic. And it, it, yeah, it genuinely puts you on a different plane of existence. Yeah. Which sounds really scary for somebody who hasn't done it or been through it. Yeah. It's it's not like a Me. Yeah, it's, right? it's it sounds like a terrifying experience, but it's really it's Well it's beautiful. And it forces so you all the things you're running from in life, it forces you to face them almost. Like because whenever I would do it I, it was never a bad experience, but you you think of all your problems, and you have such a deeper understanding of how that problem was created and what you can do to resolve it, and it's just it makes it so much easier to think about because your brain is just set to that super in depth. It because it's fine tuned to what yeah. you want to accomplish, and that's what's really cool. Because for me. Like, when I got in, uh, started doing that stuff, I was kind of in a bad headspace. But while being in a very bad headspace while doing this actually flipped for me because, like I said, there's a complete polar opposite to everything. If you're able to acknowledge where you want to be and where you are now, you're able to do that dimensional shift. Exactly. And once you can do that, oh my goodness, like, all your problems and shit, they'll just go right yeah, away. Yeah, everything, everything in your life is just a, it's just a mind game. Yeah, it's, it's a thought. It, everything is a thought. Everything yep. around you is just, 
It is. Yep. It's all how you interact and observe the environment around you. Because a lot of a lot of things is like when people say negative things online, we read it and we interpret it. And that's like our form of um, feeling, I should say, because words are frequencies. If you're yelling at somebody, they're going to feel hurt, right? Because yeah. it's, it's a low vibrational frequency that they're throwing at you. But if you're really happy and excited about something... You're giving off a positive energy, and it, it feels really good. You feel you feel great because you're getting this positive reinforcement from, like, whatever. But that's the thing about life, though. Everything is a positive and a negative. It's either you, you can stay on the negative. And what's cool about positive and negative is it's essentially the same thing because it's a balanced equilibrium. Yeah, you can every every because negative bad is good and good is bad. It's vice versa. It's all in, it's all the same thing. It's just how, what what shift you want to be on. You know. Yeah. But uh, let's let's kind of shift back to music here since. This oh yeah, music, yeah. We got a little off topic there. <laughs> well, I mean, I personally don't think we did because if if like this conversation, I feel like it would be relatable for the people that have had that experience. Yeah. Exactly. And because yeah. I feel like. A lot of things we just talked about, like a lot of people didn't know, and the next time they listen to like their favorite artists, they'll be able to look at it in a different perspective. Yeah, they, they they'll they'll look at it, they'll hear that music, thinking of our point of view of it and how it affects them. How yeah, I mean everybody's gonna hear different. Everybody's gonna pick out favorite lines from every different song, or one line's gonna mean something to somebody, and another line's gonna mean. A completely, a completely other different thing. thing. Yeah, right. and you just it's it's all interpretation. Right. And that's what I love, man, because perspective can be anything and everything. And that's what I love about being able to listen and talk to other people because everyone has a different perspective rather than our own. Yeah. Because once we get, once we develop through observation our own perspective of things, we're just closed-minded in what we already know. Exactly. So, humans, humans are born to dislike change. Yeah. 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 Especially through societal... Um, environment change and construction i should say because i i feel like we should be able to observe freely everything around us and do it as we please like there shouldn't be any diversity like diversity is just a man-made creation exactly like, yeah. everybody all that is and everybody's equal yeah and I mean, like especially on a vibrational scale we are literally all the same thing. exactly <laughs> like, yeah. we all our brains are all our primitive instincts are all exactly the same yeah. Everybody has a fight or flight. Everybody has a certain level of selfishness to them. Right. Everybody, there's, every emotion, everybody shares. Everybody feels the same emotions just at different stages and times and be from different things that stimulate those emotions. Right. And I think that's, music plays a huge part in that because there's so many different emotions you can take from one song. I may listen to a song... And it makes me sad, gets me my feels, whatever. And somebody else may listen to that song in the gym and it right. gets them pumped up. Right. Yeah. So the interpretation is such a key part of not only music, but just life in general. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what I love. Like, music's such a great thing. And that's honestly why I love we're doing a podcast all about music because music can be a, a very great and a little bit of a negative thing if you look at music on like. I mean, like, hood rap, all that stuff. Not necessarily hood rap, but just, like, all that quote-unquote gang shit. Well, you know? yeah, they, really they, they listen it. to that music, and that's what's cool, and that's mm -hmm. what, oh, that's what my peers are doing. If I'm 
want to be like them, I need to do these things too. Yeah, it's all influence. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and that's what sucks too, because I feel like with one, like with an artist like Juice World, he allows people, his audience, to understand how to feel, and a lot of other artists are just there to influence the wrong things for their own uh, game, and that's what yeah, sucks. Yeah, they sing about doing drugs and how many girls they sleep with and all that, and don't get me wrong, I mean, it sounds, it's pleasing to listen to, right? but that's not with, the way you want to live your life. Without, yeah. the, without the ability to determine, like, that's just music, what he's singing isn't what life is. Yeah, right. Without that ability, then you fall into that trap right. of these people that have this influence and have this huge audience and this pedestal to speak from, and they're using it in the wrong ways. Yeah, like, imagine way. if instead of Kanye being all cuckoo, he was, like, preaching Normal. God. Because he does. He, he preaches God, and he, he shares that message. But then his actions don't portray that. Right. And so, that's what sucks. And that, so it really it, it negates it. Because I can say, oh, like, praise God, go to church, whatever. But if I'm going out, getting drunk, having sex with random girls every night... And that's what I'm portraying to my audience. Yeah. It's all contradiction. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's what sucks about uh, the whole actual perspective of being a listener in itself. Is because you get this whole viewpoint of, oh, like, I want to be this way. But they're probably doing it and they like, you know, they could preach it. They love it on music. But in all reality, you have no idea that they may, may hate their lives. But exactly. they're rich as hell. And in our eyes, they got no worries in the world. Yeah, but I feel like sometimes having more worries in the world is actually the better place to be because money is the root of all the evil. Money brings problems. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, think about it. People no money, more problems. People for a piece of paper. You're more likely to get jumped if you have money. Get killed because people want it. It's greed. It's evil. I'm also a fucking. Okay, I want to ask you the dinner table question. Okay. Uh, if you could have three artists, alive or dead, to go to a dinner and talk to them the whole day. Who would you choose? Mm. That is a pretty <clears> good <throat> question. Mm. Tupac. Mm. Ooh. That's a good one. Um, See who actually killed him. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and the way... Tupac's way of making music is just so forgotten nowadays. Because mm-hmm. that shit was literally poetry. Oh right! That the the way he worded his shit and the things that he made his songs about it was literally poetry. Well, let me ask you this: Did you know that Juice World actually created his name from Juice Tupac's album? Uh, Tupac was Juice World's most influential artist growing up. That makes a. I didn't know that. That makes a lot of fucking yep. sense. Yeah, that makes a shit ton of sense. Yeah, Obviously, Juice Juice has a chair. Um, oh, that's a that's yeah. a that's a given. Yeah. So Tupac, Jared. Um, I would have to either go. Are you gonna make me pick one? I'll give you two more. Jay Z and Eminem. Ooh, Solid. that's a solid Eminem. Hell yeah! I've uh, I've always been a pretty good like, um, like Jay Z fan, but under. Like really been see my thing. My thing with Jay Z is there's a few songs that is that are very very good, whatever. But that man went from nothing to having a fucking empire. 
like See, I don't really know the background st- or context of his like his actual if, life. I, I watched uh, I watched a video about him one time, and uh, there's these old pictures from when Jay Z's career was first starting, whatever. And he's wearing, you know, normal rapper shit, yeah. like baggy clothes, fucking big chains, fucking grill. And then you see, through the years, the more money he's getting... He became more normal looking. The less and less he did that. And so he was really like this fake it till you make it kind of thing because he gave himself that image that people wanted. Yeah. And got that audience and then turned that into this empire that he has now. And just he's it's smart. It's it's maybe it's maybe a little bit shady, but he used he used what people wanted for his own advantage. Yeah. But he didn't use his pedestal in a negative way. That's actually really cool because I mean, another thing I want to bring up is like he may have like manipulated the uh, concept of how to do things because I mean everything's a system. It's a game. If you know how to like figure out the system, you're able to run with it. Oh, if you're good at the game, then you're yeah. Yeah, so he he basically found out a way to win and he he went on the the real deep side of things and analyzed how to get places without really having to do certain things to be in that exact position. Well, in his music, he's never been the guy to like you listen to one of Future's songs. Um obviously they're catchy as all shit, but um there's nothing of substance there. Like, hmm. you, yeah. it's pills and, oh, I fucked Scotty Pippen's wife and Gucci flip-flops, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but when you look at Jay-Z's music, there may not be anything as constructive as, like, what Juice World's was or Peep or X or anything like that. But he's also not drilling these shitty things into people with his music. Because, mm. like... I, I don't know. Can you find a future song that has a deep meaning? I can't no, think of one. I can't. Like, I don't can really you listen to future too often. I can't think of a Migos song that mm. is oh, deep. No, 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 not at all. Yeah. It's more like fucking whipping stir fry up in the kitchen. Yeah. Like, but, <laughs> but yeah. Like there's no real meaning. It's just exactly. a bunch of shit that It's just a whole bunch of rap. And although, and so my shit. biggest thing, yeah, like I said, Jay-Z obviously didn't, put out, like, the depression, anxiety, like, drug problems, the real-world struggles that people actually go through. But he's also not completely degrading his audience by drilling these awful, awful things into them. Like, oh, you have to be on fucking perks to fucking have sex and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like, it's... Give them that negative it's so It's so toxic to the younger people. And nowadays, like... There's not a lot of people that listen to anything other than rap. Right. And they make all these catchy songs and it sounds so cool and the lyrics are cool. and But they don't realize that while listening to these things, that's getting drilled into their brain. That's, they're thinking, this is cool. This is what cool people do. This is, yeah, you know. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think there would be a way to create a genre of music where it, it has a very deep underlining meaning, meaning but it also doesn't incorporate into the drug side of things like do you think most people that go through a lot of shit have to go through those uh struggles to really understand things or um i think there's definitely a place for people who 
speak on it without having been through it. Yeah. But going through it gives you just such a different understanding and perspective because you really don't know what it's like until you've been through it. Right. I mean, you can you can walk in their shoes, you can have all the empathy in the world, but until you you do that, then there's You'll never have that perspective side of things. Yeah. And it's not that's not to say that their perspective is wrong or Oh, yeah, right, cuz no perspective invalid is right or, or wrong. Exactly. It's just an experience. Exactly. And if their music is resonating with people and helping them through shit, then more power to them. I mean, right. if you don't have to go through these problems to be able to help someone, Right. Be my guest. Yeah. And, and if there's anyone actually listening that wants to, uh, uh, like, maybe share an experience where you kind of went through a lot of things and you didn't have to really go or embark in that journey of, like, narcotics, shit like that, all the paraphernalia. Like, you didn't, you didn't, you, you didn't really have to think twice about it. You kind of just, like, maybe went to the gym and, like, just fucking pumped your iron until you, all your struggles went away, you know? So... There's any of you guys? That well, yeah, have, and like, there's there's a, there's so many healthy coping mechanisms that, yeah, like you said, you don't have to go through a severe drug addiction to have been through depression or anxiety and to have worked through that and gotten better. Right. And I feel like from a music standpoint, it's just a lot harder to use music as a platform with because to a certain extent, you have to say what people want to hear. Yeah. Exactly. But still stay true to your the message that you're trying to give across. Yeah, the fabric of what you're about. So yeah. I feel like um, having the, the you know the drug addiction, the sex addiction, whatever. I feel like that gives you a much. It makes it much easier to make music about because it's a lot easier to make music about going through drug addiction, blah blah blah. Yeah. Because people, that's what people want to hear. Yeah. But it's. I mean, you can try all you want, but it's going to be really hard to make a song about, you know, going to the gym. That is very to true. To work through depression and... Yeah. Like... Well, and then another thing is I feel like it's kind of the label's faults for that, too, because I personally oh, feel 100%, like... 100%, yeah. I've, I mean, if you think about it, really... They want to put out catchy shit that's going to get... All they want is yeah. all they want is views. All they want is clicks. All they want is it, yeah. at the end of the day, it, the they the money they money. release is dollar signs. Well, also if you think about it like this, I mean, if you are influencing a certain crowd of people, you're gonna keep that crowd interested in what these specific things are all about, and you're gonna drive them to do these things. So, and and that's another thing because music is a mind mind manipulative uh, control controller I should say because someone else has control of the frequency of the, the the beat itself the sounds and then you put words over it and that is a whole different side of uh, meaning and understanding and um, it could be a good feeling or a bad feeling so it's like there's so many different things that are contributed into a song itself and how it's overlaid and viewed to oneself you know yeah exactly so and that that's just crazy to me because that's just that's just the wonder of the world, I guess, you know, and like how music really does influence everyone individually because we all really have all of our own experiences at the end of the day. This is how we're able to connect and relate to each other. Exactly. And it doesn't... Get through more shit, you know? It doesn't matter what kind of music you, you run to when... Because, I mean, I don't know of anybody that if they're struggling, 
you're always going to be in a dark room in your bed listening to music right. at some point. I mean, yeah. that's just, or you're in your car parked somewhere in the middle of the night, you know, whether that's right. Christian music you run to, whether that's country music you run to. The, the beautiful thing about music is that there's enough out there that everybody has something to run to. Yeah, and it also serves as a comforting purpose, too, to exactly. people that relate to it. And even if it's a sad song, like you said before, it may, it may make or it may make someone feel real good because that's their comfort area, you know? It's, it's their way to make sure they feel okay and, like, they're able to get in their channel of thoughts again and understand why yeah, they're feeling they, that way. Yeah, or they listened to that song when they were going through that shit. And then now they're out of it. So when they listen to that song, they have this feeling of pride because they know that they went through what that song is portraying. Right. And they, they beat that shit, you know? Yeah. So, like, listening, for me, listening to Juice World songs now, you know, about struggling with addiction. Um, it's great to it, understand it hits, that. It hits, it hits a little bit different, yeah, yeah, because not only did I live through that, I conquered it. Yeah. And that's also what brings my connection so much to Juice is that he he didn't have the chance to. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not gonna be another one to fall victim to that. Yeah, right. Correct. If if he yeah. was here staring me in the face, would he approve of me taking pills or smoking before work or you know, right. he'd tell me, if you have the power not to, fucking don't, dude. Yeah. You know? Like that's what sucks about him too because uh, I know a lot of his unreleased music he talks about how he like no matter how hard he tries he's just surrounded by such negative energy and um, what's really cool is if you look at his uh, Legends album cover it's that, that conversation those text messages are between Juice World and X and X is uh, telling Juice how he has such good energy and he's so uplifting and he has great talent and he can change the world with his talent and uh, unfortunately, he was engulfed in all this fucking horrible, bad energy things, such as drugs, bringing you down. And you surround yourself with the wrong people one time. Yeah. And it's game over. And especially you go out to L.A. and you're in the studio with everybody and everybody's doing drugs, snorting shit off the tables, fucking you name it. And, and another thing is it's that it's the crowd environment now. It's almost like. You have to do that to go there and like make good music and and another thing is too it's all it's all acceptance you want to be accepted in like certain areas especially if you're trying to make music like that maybe you feel more inclined to do it because you want to be more socially accepted and well and that's people that do it that's you know? what the music industry has turned into is uh, yeah unfortunately on the rap side of it at least is if you're not if you're rapping about being sober and you know not doing drugs like you look at like hopson or um like a joiner lucas those guys will never get the credit they deserve yeah, dude, because phenomenal, by the way. hopson is one of the best lyricists and uh, he is that mm. i miss him in tech nine mm -hmm. but we can go back to gear or carry him back on i don't mean to sidetrack too much there well we're at, we are reaching 40 minutes so it's well, uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. We appreciate all you guys listening. And uh, definitely go on Spotify and uh, hit that good rating. Leave a comment if you can. Let us know how you like it. And um, we'll catch you next week with another podcast. I want to thank Dylan for coming out today. Yeah, thank you. Joining hopefully Ethan hopefully and we can I. keep you as like a regular guest. That, that show was good. Hell yeah. That was, that was really a great good. podcast. Yeah, I love, I love being able to share my perspective. It's awesome.
Well, and that's yeah. really what we we look for and everything because if if you can contribute to a different side of perspective, it, it'll help someone. Yeah. And regardless of how it's helping them, it's helping them. That's all that really matters. Yeah. Yep. Even if you're unconsciously aware by doing it, you know. Yeah. And that's the whole purpose. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next week. Stay tuned. Yeah, we are going to have a Patreon coming soon. Hopefully, hopefully you guys can contribute and help us kind of grow. So thank Hell you guys yeah. for listening. We love you. See you next time. Deuces.